This is episode 148 on the Herpreneur Show. Today we have the CEO and principal coach of Vibrant Coaching and Consulting, Nicole Greer. Welcome to the Herpreneur Show, where we talk women, business, life. I am your host, Annette Lakovich. I'm an entrepreneur, businesswoman, mum, and I'm a fitness fanatic who loves to dance. What I also love to do is help you reach your fullest potential in business, health, and happiness. Join me as I bring you life-changing interviews, world-class education that helps you continue to up-level your next stage in greatness. It's your time to shine. Let's do it. I was so torn with today's interview in wanting to cut it into two because Nicole just downloaded most amount of content I think we've ever had on the show. And that's what happens when you're an expert, doesn't it? You just know your stuff so deep. And I tell you what, this is such a full-on informational show that you might need to listen to it in two parts because there's so much stuff that you're going to take on. Now, I've been in coaching, I've been in business, I've been in consulting for years, and this is why Nicole's at the best of her game because here she is teaching me stuff that I've never even heard before, never even seen before, and it is phenomenal. We actually were going to do this interview on building culture within a business, and so quickly I could just see... Nicole's expertise in coaching, I thought, I'm changing track here. In the middle of the interview, just keep going on this coaching route because if you have clients, if you have team members, if you are a coach yourself or a consultant yourself, this stuff that she's sharing with you today is phenomenal. And this is why Nicole is called in by corporations, by government, by huge entities, by non-for-profits and fulfilling their mission, helping excel leadership, helping transcend their leadership programs. Her information is incredible. It really was hard to keep it just to one interview because I thought, hey, we need two parts of this. So if you're loving it but you're exhausted, just press pause because I know you'll come back to it. It's just so much to absorb when you've got such great content. Uh, Thank you so much, Nicole, for just giving your all in this interview. You rocked it. Let me introduce you to the CEO of Vibrant Coaching and Consulting, Nicole Greer. Oh my gosh, I'm delighted to be here. Thank you so much, Annette. We're going to have fun. I feel like I'm in the clubhouse with all the ladies. This is going to be great. Hello, ladies. Hey, and she's vibrant already, right? Hence the name of her brand. Uh, Nicole, I would love to start with where are you in this beautiful planet? Where are you? Where do you reside? Where do you work from? Well, I am in my home office in Concord, North Carolina, which is just a smidge north of Charlotte, North Carolina, uh, of course, in the U.S. of A. And it has been uh, a little chilly here today and rainy, but I'm warming up because I'm talking to Australia. So I'm pretty excited about things right now. I feel like I'm getting a whole down under suntan with a nut smile. So I'm good. I love it. Now, uh, ladies, it is past nine o'clock at night. You know, whenever we have these incredible women that come on from the USA, it's always evening. So uh, just uh, take my hat off to you to actually turn up and to grace us with your presence. Uh, Let's get into it. How did you get on the journey of being one of the experts in leadership and building culture within corporate companies? Well, I'll tell you what, uh, I started out, my very first career was in the restaurant business. And this is a very good business for a young girl with a lot of energy. It taught me a lot 
lot about people because you worked with them, you waited on them hand and foot, you had to beg them to please give you a side of ketchup so you could take it to your customer. You know, it's all about relationships. It's all about people. So uh, I think, you know, it should be kind of like a rule that everybody has to do the restaurant biz one time in their life. Uh, That's very good training ground. So uh, I learned to hustle when I was there and I learned to, you know, if you simply give people what they want and what they request Mm. and meet people's needs at a high level, they will tip you big. And it's the same thing in business. If you can provide a huge amount of value, people are willing to pay for it. So you've got to have excellent customer service in every single thing that you do. So I did that first. And then after that, I I was in a business uh, doing property management. So I ran really beautiful class A apartment communities all over the East Coast of North North Carolina and uh, North America, all the way from like up in Delaware down to Texas. And so uh, same thing, Uh, you know, we had very high priced apartment communities, but we did anything they needed us to do and provided again, excellent value. The perceived value of what we bring as entrepreneurs is is absolutely essential. So Mm -hmm. I did that for a while. And uh, then I got I had I was really, really blessed, really lucky. Uh, I had a husband that supported us. I stayed home when we had two little kiddos. So I had two kiddos, but I bore easy. I, I bore very easy. And so when uh, they both you got You can say bus, that, can't you guys? She's high energy. She's high energy. You know that this woman needs to do something. That's right. I mean, my husband's like looking at the credit card bill and he's like, you've been shopping a lot. You've been, a, you've been going out to eat a lot for lunch. And I'm like, I got to get a little something to do here. And so, uh, so I looked at the, the two industries that I had been in that were, you know, high touch, high customer service, taking care of people. And in both of those businesses, uh, I developed, I trained and I sold and I marketed. I mean, I, I, I basically wow. was somebody else's yeah. paid entrepreneur, you know? Mm. So, um, so I, I met this woman at a conference. Uh, her name was Lori Bath Jones. I saw her speak and she had a book called The Path. And that book is, it's not a brand new book anymore. It's probably 20 years old now. And that book, uh, she was there speaking about that. And she was speaking about another book she wrote called The Four Elements of Success. And I was listening her to her talk. Have you ever listened to somebody talk and you think, oh, she's on to something. This, this woman's yeah. got a little genius. And, um, and so she was putting together a training and a coaching program. And so I just called her up. I was okay. So other thing we have to do as entrepreneurs is we have to be very bold and courageous because you know what, here's the other thing. Uh, people will just say no, if they don't want to, to talk to you. No, I'm not interested. And then you you're, move on to the next person. You might think has some genius, but I called her up. I said, Hey, I would really love to be part of your program. And I ended up being the coach to coaches for her coaching program. Uh, But again, Mm -hmm. it was a lot about high touch, high value. What can I do? How can I serve? What can I do? And then started Vibrant Coaching after that. So kind of just Mm -hmm. been a hustler and a mover and a shaker this this whole way along. I think it's a lot about energy in that. Wow. It's interesting when you do look back and I can't think who it is that has the famous saying, you can only connect the dots when you look back at your life. And to see where you've come today in really just owning how to empower people and to lead and to grow cultures in organizations, how when you've connected those dots back, you connected all the way back to actually working with people in hospitality and then working at a completely different level in a different product and a different line of service in property. So um, that's just, that's just so beautiful just to hear that full circle. You do have a genius with public speaking. Um, 
I just want to go there right now because you can just hear that public speaking side of you. How did you get into that? Because obviously on the National Association of Public Speakers over in the USA, what do you actually do with your public speaking and how did you get to that spot? Okay. Well, I'll I'll tell you, I've always been a natural born talker. So when I got my report card in school, it would say, she's very nice, but she talks too much in class. So that was the first clue that I was a natural born speaker. So, uh, you know, it serves you and it slays you. So uh, I I knew that I love to speak. I had the gift for gab. Another thing that's really important is uh, I'm sure you've done this and that, but along the way, I've taken many a personality assessment and it always Mm -hmm. said, you know, she has the gift of gab. She has woo. She's good at persuasion. She's outgoing. She never met a stranger, all these kind of things. So those of you who have that and you know you have it, you're you're probably a public speaker. Now, recognizing that you have this gift to speak is one thing, but then having something to say is a whole nother animal. Exactly. Yes. So you have to have a good speech Mm -hmm. because people just don't want to listen to nothing. They want to listen to something that's going to, again, serve them at a high level, provide value. And um, they walk away with either, you know, a, a challenge, something to do, a strategy, a system or a smart, as I like to say, to put into their arsenal so that they can go out there and they can be better and do better. Um, And my suggestion would be is if you want to do this, um, I have been a member of Toastmasters forever. And I still go to my the Toastmasters club that that I have joined. Wow. Um, So so, uh, you know, my assumption is that that there's Toastmasters all over Australia. That's Mm -hmm. what my guess is. Would that be true? There is, there yes. is, yeah. And yeah. There's, there's so many different um, speaking schools now and everything like that. And you're right, it's, it's you have the gift of the gab, but then it's been able to say, what value can I bring? And obviously from you being the principal coach of your own consulting and coaching company, talking about leadership, I could imagine that's probably where your public speaking really grew. Is that correct in saying Yeah. And so uh, one thing I think is really important, especially for those of you who are coaches who are listening like myself uh, and who do training inside of organizations or consult inside of organizations, to me, like those are the four things that go together and make a beautiful company. So they all kind of feed each other. So if I go speak at a conference, like I spoke at a the Carolina Regional Conference for the Association of Training Development just last Thursday. And so I go there and I speak uh, for one hour and I deliver high content. That's a really big deal. You can't just get up there and be the motivational speaker anymore. You do have to have the energy. You do have to tell things that, you know, propel people, move them forward, get them thinking, all those kind of things, touch their hearts, motivate their soul, all that good stuff. But you Mm got to have major content these days. People you know, speakers are diamond dozen, they can watch YouTube all afternoon. So if you don't bring, again, great value, it doesn't matter. So, so I spoke at that. Now, what will come out of that is people will call me and say, I need a coach for a person in my company, or I need training for this team of leaders over here, or this team of marketing people over here, or whatever. So, you know, the message you give from the stage is a synopsis of what you teach for eight hours in a training, Mm -hmm. or the content you would infuse into a 12-week coaching contract. So it's the same body of content just delivered three different ways. Yeah, love that. That's such a great description. Uh, 
I actually call it it's the invisible sale when you're up there and you're doing yeah, yeah. A, a powerful speech and you need to be able to drop that content in so they can have that depth is what you're saying. Though it's also showcases the depth that you have, the knowledge you have. And it's a beautiful way to showcase what you actually have for people to go, hey, I need her for this. She's going to help us with that. I could imagine that just really helped build your business as well. We have coaches on the line. I would love to know because you own a company that is coaching and consulting. Right. What would you say in all the vast walks of life of coaching, what makes a good coach? What do you think are some of the like the three most important things or things that you just feel really makes a beautiful, impactful coach, like one that really helps get results? Hmm. Well, I would say the number one thing is, is that that coach understands the six energies that a human has. So there, there are six ways that I can uh, build myself, edify myself, make myself more powerful uh, as a coach, but then also my coachee. So if, if Annette was my coachee, um, I would need to understand what her level of intellectual energy is. So uh, coaches mm-hmm. and the coachee wow. need to be constantly learning. And, and, and coaches can't ever rest. I probably have three, I guess I have three now, three coaching certificates. About every seven years, I just take another coaching course to get recertified or whatever, because A, yeah. things are new and B, you need a refresher. So, you know, cause we get a little, you know, we can get off track here and there. We're not doing our best work until we go, oh yeah, I'm supposed to be doing that when I'm coaching. So there's that intellectual energy. I think the, the other thing too, is that if you're a business coach, you need to have serious business acumen. So you got to be reading the latest books. You really got to be using the snogging, putting knowledge in your head. The second mm. energy is emotional energy. Emotional energy um, is that you have to learn to emote, have emotional intelligence. Um, You know, I have clients that, you know, don't try that hard, dare I say that. And I have clients that, you know, you know, don't follow through, don't do their assignments. And so I've got to have enough emotional energy not to take that personally, because I mean, I can't do their work for them, uh, but I have to have enough emotional energy to uh, confront them and say, so we're coaching. You agreed to this. You didn't carry through. Tell me what's going on. So mm-hmm. I got to have enough maturity. I really, I think emotional intelligence is a, is a case of maturity. So I've got to be able to do that with them. And then I've also got to understand the, what the person I'm working with, what's their level of emotional intelligence. And so I oftentimes use um, an emotional intelligence assessment to help people figure that out. And so that's the second energy is your emotional energy. Third one is spiritual. And I don't mm-hmm. mean like religious in that case, although I think that's important. Um, the the energy that I'm talking about spiritually, though, is more like like this drive or ambition or excitement or sense of purpose and mission. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like you said, some people, you know, they think, you know, they should be speakers. That's like purpose and mission. That's not just mm-hmm. I want to get up and talk. I mean, it's a whole mm-hmm other thing it's spiritual so a lot of times people have to get in touch with their spiritual energy and and some people don't know they're here on the planet for a purpose and Mm -hmm. we got to help them figure that out like you know you have this Mm -hmm. one life it's not your practice life you know come on yeah Uh, yeah. so that's that's spiritual like come on let's do it right and then there's physical energy Um, a lot of times people can't move their lives forward because they are not well or they are not 
fit or they are not feeling good in their body. I mean, like, just think if you're, you know, if you, have, you know, yeah, if your back hurts, it's hard to do good work. So there's physical last two is social energy and financial energy. And so social energy, um, here's what I've also learned in life is um, it's not necessarily what, you know, although we just talked about intellectual energy, it's, but it's also who, you know, so you must be a masterful networker and you have to be a shameless self-promoter. You got to put yourself out there. Mm. And then finally, financial energy. Um, money is not everything, but golly, it sure helps every, it, it makes life easier. If you got a roof over <laughs> your head, car, gas in the car, water to drink, food to consume, makes life a lot easier. A copier to make copies on, mm. <laughs> all of that is very helpful. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's that's awesome. What an awesome answer. Working through this would totally stretch people. Um, oh, yeah. Outside of their comfort zone. The one I'd be interested in is the physical energy because as soon as you said that is I have injured my back, Nicole, and I am yeah, a fitness sorry. fanatic and I am a dancer. I'm a, you know, I just love exercise. I'm one of those people that love it. And when that physical energy was taken away, it mm-hmm. was the hardest time of my life. I'm just coming out of it now. <laughs> and it was still trying to do the things that I would do. I used to walk along the beach or run along the beach and do the stairs along the beach and just even just putting myself in the environment like I am doing it, watching people run, just doing the push-ups and tricep dips, just trying to do something to get that physical energy up. So when I hear you say that, that resonates with me huge because you can imagine if you came into Coach Me, you would know, oh, and, and Annette's one of her highest things that she loves to do is the physical energy. And knowing that as a coach has been stripped away, there'd be some um, really great learnings, as you said, as a coach, because you mentioned something at the start. You said the coach is learning just as much as the coachee. Oh, yes. You have to be a lifelong learner if you're going to be a coach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And is that, there's that Huge. total consciousness there. I see that you've done my Briggs. I see that you've done DISC. What I do not know is the PEP. Can you explain to us what is PEP? Yeah. So earlier I mentioned um, that I went to Lori Beth's uh, program. Uh, I was at a women's conference. Mm-hmm. I was trying to search for what I was going to do. And I sat in and I said, she's on to something. And so um, she has a book called The Four Elements of Success. And so I became a reseller of the assessment that's inside of that. And so uh, when I when I heard this, Annette, I was just like, my mouth was hanging open and you know, catching flies, it was terrible. And so, I, you know, and so, um, the, you know, all of these assessments, these personality assessments, they're based on, it, they're all pretty similar. I mean, I'll just be transparent and I'm, I'm certified in like six, um, but different leaders like certain ones. And that's why I've been certified in many of them because they just, mm. they grew up on it or they built their company on Myers-Briggs. And so they just want to keep going, which is very smart. But the PEP is based on four things, earth, water, wind, and fire. Now, mm-hmm. some people hear that and say, woo, that's cool. And some people go, woo, that sounds like some kind of voodoo that she do. What is she talking about? And, and really, um, I'll tell you the basis that like blew my ever love in mind is so uh, when you think about your physical body, so let's go back to your physical body, inside your physical body, you have water. And if you don't have water for four or five days, you're not going to live. 
Mm. It's essential. It's essential. And it plumps up every cell in your whole body. That's why, you know, we're like drinking our water over here. Yeah. Got to have your eight glasses a day or whatever. So water is in you, right? The next thing that's in you is earth. And you have earth in your body in the form of iron, magnesium, potassium, calcium. Uh, there's this famous saying, um, everything on earth is dust to dust, right? When you pass away, where do you go? They don't leave you lying around. They stick you in the dirt. They put you right back where you mm -hmm. came from. You're in the dirt. So in your body, you have earth. The third thing you have in your body is fire. And fire comes in two forms. One is you have temperature. If you put your hand on your forehead, you'll be like, mm -hmm. oh, 98.6 mm -hmm. degrees, mm -hmm. right? Then if you um, think, it, like, oh, there's a net. I just had a thought. At the end of my neurons, there was a little spark, okay? My, my brain lit up. Oh, it's a net, okay? Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so I have this spark inside of me. And mm -hmm. if I was brain dead, God forbid, I was brain dead, or I, my temp, you know, my, my, my spirit left my body, my temperature took off, I, you know, I would pop off the planet, right? I would be, you know, I wouldn't live. The final one that we have is wind. And so right now I'm using my words and I'm breathing, but for many of you, probably, I bet you a lot of you ladies are yoga people. Um, mm -hmm. We know that breath or pneuma is, is, is essential, right? So um, if you put a pillow over my mouth and held it there, a considerable amount of time, you take the breath out of my body yeah, and I would pop oh, off no, the planet. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, so you have earth, water, wind, and fire. Now, if you think about each one of those elements is that the descriptors for the actual element describe the personality of the person. So it's so seamless. You can teach this to an eight-year-old. So if you think about wind, wind uh, is all over the place. It's mm -hmm. energetic, it's swift, it's fast. Mm -hmm. That is a wind personality. That's who I am. I'm a wind. Then wow. there's a fire personality, hot, passionate, mm -hmm. deeply loving, all mm -hmm. about justice, fairness, guides the way, pioneering. I bet you there's a mm -hmm. boatload of you fire ladies on this call because <laughs> we're all entrepreneurs. That's my second element. The third one is earth. Earth element is uh, foundational, solid as a rock. Mm -hmm. standing on the ground firmly grounded uh mm -hmm. layered structured everything has a system on planet earth right we have we have ecosystems and seasons and all these systems and then finally you have water water people water ladies are go with the flow seek the path mm -hmm. of least resistance smooth things out peacemakers mm -hmm. uh, you know how you would pay a lot of money to be on the beachfront property you'd pay millions mm -hmm. to have a view right mm -hmm. and so um these people they just are mesmerizing and draw people in with their presence and there's probably yes. their coach a lot of coaches are waters they're very good at yeah. holding people and listening because water carries sound so i could go on and on but wow earth, water oh. wind and fire and you have <laughs> all four that, ladies <laughs> oh my god <laughs> It's so good, I'm telling you. So I think I'm. Is it temperature? Is what it is. The which, which is the one where it's the the passionate, deep, deep love. The, that's the fire. Guys that go get fire. a fire. I'm definitely fire. That that's that. Yes. Yeah. And see that what she just did, everybody. That's what people do. All I have to do is explain. It. They're like, oh, I'm this. Like yeah, that's yeah. because even a little kid, a little eight year old child, 
knows what water yeah. is like. They've taken a bath in it. They've drank it. They've swam in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and they've all experienced fire. They've either touched it and got burned. Oh, wait, that's too hot. Or yes. um, they've been around it and that fire has been comforting, loving, warming, caring. Mm-hmm. And that's that part about justice and taking care of everybody. Oh, I just love those assessments because um, you, you can't help but identify yourself then identify either your partner, your best friend, your child, your mother. Your, mm-hmm. you know, I was going through my sister-in-law's. Yes. Said, what? I was like, oh, that's my sister-in-law for sure. I always wonder, like, <laughs> she's so opposite me. And she's fire and I'm fire and she's water. So yep, she puts me out. She calms me down. That's fantastic. Oh, and you do. And you do. Uh, you you marry your opposite too. So I don't know, you know, uh, wow. your story or ladies, what your story is. But, like, I'm a wind. I'm on the go. I'm fun. I'm carefree. I have a great time. David is like, we got to go to bed. We got to get up early. We got to go to work. We got to get things done. We got to save the money. You know, he wants to save the gold and the and the silver that's in the ground and make sure we have lots of, you know, jewels in the bank. And and so that's, and you and need so each other. He's earth. Would yes. that be right? Yeah. Right. Yep, oh, yep. wow. Yep. You explained it so well in such a very short amount of time. Um, I would love to move the conversation to the women that are growing their their business. They're wanting to bring more coaches on. They're wanting to bring more consultants on. They're wanting to bring trainers on. Or they're wanting just to grow their team, perhaps a marketing team or whatever it is. What are some of the fundamentals that need to be in place that when you go in to help a business that you go, hey, we need to get this in place really to hire the specific team that we need? What what would you suggest are the fundamentals that a business owner needs to look at while she's actually growing her business to really make sure she's got the right team on board? Okay, that's an awesome question. So the first thing is, is growing your team starts with the job placement ad that you place, okay? So number one thing we need to do is make sure that whatever we're advertising for is going to attract the right person to be on the team. So many times people make the mistake of kind of putting together kind of a job description type of ad. You know, I need somebody to do this. I need somebody to do that. I need somebody to do this, that, and the other thing. When instead what we need to do is we need to like actually decide uh, ahead of time, what is the ideal person like? So for example, we just used earth, water, wind, and fire. So if you need Mm -hmm. a personal Um, or an assistant, okay, an executive assistant, or you need somebody who's going to be more like your project manager, then you're going to want to say things like this. Are you solid? Are you steady? Are you reliable? Do you cross your T's and dot your I's and make things perfect? Do you dream about Excel spreadsheets? You know, like you're, you're kind of talking about this ideal person that you want and you want to have kind of a narrative like you, the, the person who's hiring are talking to that person. So this mm. is a very different kind of job ad, right? And then, you know, you can get to the bottom and say, you know, we're looking for somebody who can do this, this, and this. Um, you know, and have the more job description stuff at the end. But at the beginning, it's more about the personality, the style and the things yeah. that you want. Um, mm. Oftentimes I will have in there, you know, are you somebody who is emotionally intelligent, doesn't get upset about the small things? You know, you really have to talk about, again, the six energies, but you want this conversation about the ideal person. A lot of mm. people will read that ad and they'll be like, that's ridiculous. Yeah, that's not me. Good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't, next. don't apply. We're be glad for you to move on to the next person. Yeah. Right. That's so good. So you do that. And I, I think that's important. And then the second thing you want to do is you want to be very 
very slow to hire. Mm. But oftentimes we get this idea. Uh, if, if you're entrepreneurial and listening to this, you probably related to the two elements, wind and fire the most, because those are entrepreneurial and, um, we're in a hurry to get things done, make things happen. And it almost gives us like a little dopamine drip, you know, we get a little high, yeah. uh, because we're like, cross that off my list. I hired somebody today. Um, but mm -hmm. the truth of the matter is you really need to slow down and hang out with this person. A, a little mm -hmm. bit before you offer anybody a job because you want to find out if they do in fact have those things you put in your job ad. So my first suggestion is to never set up a phone screen. If somebody applied for a position or was given to you as a contact, you pick up the phone, you're like, hey, Annette, it's Nicole Greer. You applied for this position. Do you have time to talk? And she's like, uh, yeah, I do. Okay, you want to see how good she is on the fly. You want to see how good she is when she's not prepared. You want to see if she's got mm. the panache, the style, the thing that you want. Uh, mm -hmm. If they pass that litmus test, then then you set up the formal interview. And it needs to be, dare I say this, like at least two hours long. Yeah, wow. Because and then don't say yes or no. a person can hold a facade. But then are we we getting down to the layers once they're on and breaking down what the the comfort zone and oh, oh, absolutely you're all over it. That's right. And and you know, and that's what people do. I mean, like, can you remember the last time you interviewed for a job in the way way back? Like me, I mean, it was a long time ago. But I mean, you sit in your car and you're like, okay, if they ask me this, I'll say that. If they ask me this, I'll say this. You know, you're you're getting all prepped, right? But you want people to run out of prepared answers and just give answers. Uh, when I was coming up in the apartment business, they, they said to us, when you interview somebody, you can see the person break. Mm. And, and what that meant was, is like, let's say, you know, Annette is interviewing me and I'm like, yeah, you know, answering all my questions. And then like, yeah. I realize I'm tired, you know, I, she's wearing me out here. <laughs> and what I'll do is I'll take like a deep breath you know, and maybe readjust myself in my chair, yes, crisscross yeah. my legs the other way, you know, you're wearing them out. And that's when you have to keep going and, and ask wow. your tough questions. If you have other people on your team, I'm not a big fan of the group interview. I don't really think that works because everybody's like, it's a little weird. It's a little odd. Nobody knows. I mean, I don't know. I don't like it. Well, I'll tell um, you when it did work for me. Uh, okay. In, in retail, they put us all in a room and they were observing us and they were observing oh. us. It was, it was um, just from Christmas work in retail and I was pretty savvy by that stage as well. So I was like, okay, like I, naturally I'm good with people, but I just had a feeling, well, I'm just going to really just create conversation and do things and they're observing all of it. And then this was for Christmas casuals, but then they actually gave me a second in charge opportunity of the biggest stall in Australia in retail. And it was, wow. it was school back then. So for me, it was, I was in between my jobs and I thought I just need some work for Christmas. And then suddenly I got this two IC role and that actually worked really well for me <laughs> because well, they could observe and say, and, and for that, I thought, well, it actually, you could see how it works because in retail, you need to be able to approach people. You need to be able to be comfortable in an environment. You can't sort of sit back and, and, and be scared and reserved. So I can see that was actually a really good, good match. Um, yeah. So that's my little experience in, in group interviews. <laughs>
that's fantastic. And that's also an industry I think everybody should have to do is retail. Everybody should learn to come up and say, can I help you? These are highly transferable. Can I help you? That's a great line. Use it often. I love that. Use it well. So keep going, please keep going. I'm thrilled. It's awesome. Okay. So, you know, so really what we're doing is, you know, and I've got a lot of HR in my background, uh, human resources. And so I'm just really taking you through the employee life cycle. But I think Mm -hmm. the part that we ignore is really the front part of the life cycle. So so now we're going to interview them. The other thing that I think is important uh, and what I was going to say about teams is uh, is to do t- uh, key interviews. So, you know, you should have a sharp, I mean, if you're listening to this show, you, I'm, I'm pretty sure you're sharp, you're hip, you're happening, you, you know, the ups, the downs, the all arounds. And so you probably are surrounding yourself with a all-stars anyways, five-star employees. So you need to take this person and go give them to two more all-star employees who know how to interview just like you do. And mm-hmm. they go through it. And, and what you say to the prospect or to the candidate is you say, you know, I, it's important that it's a good fit with my team, you know, and, and this is Annette and we work together and I love her to death and you got to love her too. And she's got to love you. And that's how that is. And mm-hmm. so I think that would be so refreshing to a candidate. And so we do that process, right? You know, and, and then if you're feeling very, 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 very good about things, then, it, then it's time to hire them. Then the next stage, of course, is to onboard them. And you, you really need to have your ducks in a row. A lot of people are desperate when they finally decide to hire somebody and they are overwhelmed or don't have time to properly onboard that person. But you need to make scheduled appointments mm. with this new person to sit with them and get them going and, and, and really work on their training out of the gate. Um, I have a client uh, who's here in North Carolina with me and she owns a um, company that sells very high end supplements that are made in um, Colorado, but they're liquid form. They are highly absorbable. She's amazing. Um, she and I talked about what she wanted to do. And she said, please put on the job uh, ad that the first four weeks will be an intensive deep dive, spending time one-on-one with the CEO. And she was hiring mm. a customer service uh, manager to answer her phones and, and make sure everybody's taken care of. She's like, this is the, this is the linchpin position. And so she literally had that person follow her around for four weeks this is what mm-hmm. I think. This is what I do. Watch me check my email. <laughs> They're yeah. just like a little shadow. So yeah. it really wasn't the customer service job at first, but it was learn how I think about things so that you can make decisions when I'm not here and you can think yeah. the way I think. I think that's a big problem. We don't tell people how, mm-hmm. how we make decisions or do or discern how to do things. Right from there, we have to coach people. So you need to have check-ins at least twice a month, at least, that's the minimum, everybody. Um, Mm -hmm. It could be a five-minute check-in. It could be an hour and five minutes. It can be five-hour check-in, whatever is necessary. Now, I have an assistant, um, and her name is Terry, and she knows exactly how I think. Uh, And she will talk to somebody. Uh, In fact, just a week ago, she was talking with Allison, one of our clients, and Allison sent an email, and Terry read my email, And she responded back and said, "Um, Nicole will not do that, but she will be glad to do this. She never checked with me. She just knew the way I thought. 
Yes, yeah. Nicole, Nicole will never go for that one, but she will mm-hmm. go for this. And so she, see how she took that right off my plate. But like, that's what you want your employees to do to be able to go, no, this is Nicole's leadership philosophy. These are the principles that she moves mm-hmm. by. This is how she makes decisions about money, clients, time, process, business. This is how she rolls. Yeah. And, and I think we fail to tell people all that. I love that. It's really understanding the whole essence. It's just that all the the culture, (laughs) hello, because that's what you do. And it's really the essence of the owner. Like I love that she actually had somebody shadow her for a month because boy, oh boy, from what I've learned is the better the onboarding, the higher chance of the stick rate that they stay and they do, you know, embody that culture and they embody the philosophies and they actually stay. What would be your opinion on the assessments, like checking in and doing an evaluation with your team? Is that something that you do support or is there advice that you give around that where we have people, you know, on board and then three months later you check in with them and then every year you check in? Um, I think I've got the right way. Is it valuations or assessments? Um, There's a couple of things. It could be what you're talking about. So there's like an annual performance review and that's That's where I'm after. That's the word. I wish you knew it. Okay, no, it's good. So, so I, you performance know, performance review. Yes, yes, and but but I want to say this, and I want to be so clear: is yes, an annual performance review, and and I think what that one should be is is that one should be about compensation. Okay, so that's really like a compensation review. Now, uh-huh. your performance is that thing I was saying at a minimum twice a month. So for example, mm-hmm. if, if you have projects or assignments or uh, key productivity indicators, KPIs, numbers, people are trying to hit or, you know, mm-hmm. lower this, this number, make this number go up, however you want your numbers to go, whatever the situation is, you look at that every two weeks because, you know, this is how we don't build a business. Did you hear what I said? This is how we don't build a business. <laughs> is mm-hmm. you wait for six months to go by or three months to go by mm-hmm. and you're like, this mm-hmm. is not working. Okay, well, yeah. we just wasted three and months not working. The anger then builds up and the frustration builds up and yeah, okay. Yeah, and so, and the other thing too, if if you hire a brand new person and you coach or have these one-on-ones, I just call them one-on-ones. I think that's a pretty mm-hmm. popular way to say it, is that that's the performance evaluation and you're, you're in there coaching. So if, if Annette is selling for me and she says, Nicole, you know, I get in there, I do all this, but you know, I ask for the, the business, but I, all I'm getting is no. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to say, well, share with me your presentation. You know, let me coach you about it. Let's look at, let's try this. Let's try that. And so she goes off and she tries more. comes back. She, I closed a deal. Well, hallelujah. Okay. So we did business development today. Okay. So what do you think the difference was, Annette? Well, I did this and this and this. Okay. Fantastic. You know, let's go do some more. And so we're, we're in there working with people. Now, the other thing I thought you might be alluding to was this thing that inside of cultures uh, called like an employee engagement survey. Like how mm-hmm. happy is everybody who works here? I wasn't alluding to that, but I'll pretend I was. <laughs> okay. Well, that that assessment, I'm not a big fan of okay. unless, unless you have an employee engagement strategy first. Mm-hmm. Don't so do something this. to measure on. Yes. And to, 
and to start doing things before you mm-hmm. ask people if you're doing things. Yes. Right. Like, so yeah. don't get your cart before your horse, as we say, um, you know, make sure that you're driving a process for a good year or two years. It's clear. It's plain. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, and, and that's part of my little thing. I call it lit. You got to get everybody lit to have a vibrant culture, people who are excited mm-hmm. and excited to be here, full of energy, full of light. People have little light bulbs all over their heads. They're making difference. They're doing a great job is, is leaders need to lead with clarity, meaning that they have to tell people, here's where we're going. Here's what we're doing. Here's what we're all about. Mm-hmm. And there's got to be a lot of communication. And so I think that's really important. The next thing they got to have mm-hmm. is the leader has to set the example. They have to have high, high integrity. Um, and I think integrity is a, is a, is something that, I mean, all we have to do is look in the news to find leaders who are not doing yeah. what they're supposed to be doing. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, you know, to be the entrepreneur, you're the leader. And so mm. you've got to set that really beautiful, pristine example. Um, and then finally, once you do that, you'll, you'll do what I call transcend the ordinary. And if you're coaching every two weeks, you're not going to have status quo. You're not going to mm. have mediocrity. You're going to have this, you know, scaling. And that was the word beautiful. you were using before we started having our talk. Yeah. Yeah. I would love to jump into um, two things before I wrap up my final questions. The first one is you were talking about your methodology. Can you walk us through really quickly what the Shine coaching methodology is? Sure, sure. So when I coach people, um, you know, I try to have kind of touch points um, that the coachee and myself, we can kind of check in and look at these five areas. And so when I started my business in 2007, I was using somebody else's methodology because I was just learning. And then as I begin, began to grow and begin to do my business for a long time, I was like, you know, I feel like I have a handle on what really will help somebody shine or be vibrant, right? Uh-huh. And what that means is super energetic, got my six energies going. Uh, I got lots of ideas. I got lots of uh, intellectual energy and I'm moving towards, you know, a big vision, the V, right? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so shine is first thing is self-assessment. So everybody who coaches with me has to turn the mirror inward and they have to answer this very important question. And everybody write this down, write it down. Ready? Get your pen. Mm-hmm. What is it like to experience me? Mm. <laughs> wow. How long is that piece of paper? A, <laughs> okay. So <laughs> it, it's a huge question. Mm. And, you know, like, dare I say this, but the reason why many of us are probably entrepreneurs is because we worked for other people and we thought, I can do better. Um, because the person we were following wasn't the greatest entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. And see, it's all entrepreneurial. It's all entrepreneurial. Even the nonprofit has entrepreneurial in it, right? We're just yeah. not making a profit. <laughs> okay. So one of the assessments would be the Myers-Briggs, the disc or the PEP, which we just talked about, Earth, Water, Wind, Fire. Yes. You know, pick one, study the heck out of it and figure out how you're wired and what's great about you and what's, you know, like, oh my gosh, be careful. Mm -hmm. This part of you is ugly. Okay. And we all got parts that are ugly. Sorry to tell you ladies. All right. Then the H is habit work. Um, So here's what I know. Habits serve you or they slay you. It's just very simple. 
Um, and so uh, Annette was talking about how she's mm. running down the beach and up the stairs and doing all this stuff. What an incredible, incredible habit. Um, several of you were listening to her talk about like, why couldn't I love inter- uh, uh, exercise <laughs> like Annette? You know, and, and the thing is, you could. You could change your chemistry because here's the thing. The reason Annette was sad and unglad about not being able to run down that beach is because her chemistry changed when she couldn't. She was craving it. Her body wanted it. And that's all we got to do is get the habit in place till you get up in the morning. Like I have to work out, you know, I can't Mm -hmm. not work out because I will be grumpy and terrible all day. You know, so, so habit work. And so it's, again, there's habits around your intellectual, your emotional, your spiritual, your physical, your social, and your financial energy. Like you either save money or you spend it all, you know, you've got all those habits. All right. So habit work is huge. Next one is integrity, and I alluded to that just a minute ago uh, when, mm-hmm. when I talked about my little thing, lit, which is how you get a vibrant culture. But you've got to have men and women of integrity. We have to have conversations about character. Um, it is absolutely essential. I have a document that has 48 character traits on it that help you have integrity. Now, first of all, don't miss that. 48, that's a lot of, a lot of things to master. So that's why we don't have it all the time. We got to work on it. So there's this thing of integrity. So um, being more whole every day is so important. Uh, The next thing is next right steps. They say that 3% of adults have written down actionable goals that they look at and work on religiously, faithfully, habitually. Mm -hmm. So that's not very many people on planet Earth. And that's why planet Earth is mess. Because nobody's working on stuff. And we all we all have a mission and a purpose. I believe that with all my heart and soul. That again, that's spiritual energy. Um, and so you've got to have some next right steps. You gotta have a plan. What are you gonna do with your life in 2023? Figure mm-hmm. something else. I'm not talking about resolution. I'm talking mm-hmm. about where are you going and how are you building yourself? Mm-hmm. And then the E is energy. And we have talked a lot about energy. So you got to work on your energy. And so if somebody knows what it's like to ex- experience them, is working on habits, trying to be a woman of integrity with goals that are set and she's energizing herself, she's she's going to rock and roll. She is going to mm-hmm. get lit. She's going to shine. She's going to do amazing things in this life. Wow. Well, that was a huge answer, ladies. I'm, I'm, I'm concerned about her time. It's 10 o'clock at night. Should I ask her one more question or what? <laughs> Of course. One more question. Let's do it. I love I love when um the people that we coach, we've got a company called the Sales Institute. So we teach the reverse selling method. And we always get, oh, you know, nice. clients go, they go, Oh, I've just got one quick question. But when you ask an expert a quick question, it's never a quick answer. Yeah. Sorry <laughs> and I about don't that. say that out of distance. I'm saying that like, you know, here I'm going, oh, I've got two questions to, to ask. <laughs> I'm like, wow, trying to take all these notes, like, wow, wow, wow. Um, I do want to go into this. It's really important because I think a lot of women on here, they 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 love to understand how they work best and what really is upstairs here. And I'm pointing to my head, ladies. You've got here that there's three parts of the brain and how oh, yeah. they work. 
Mm-hmm. Do you think we could gloss over? Is that something we can gloss over? Do we have time to do that at all? I know that's yeah. it's, it's like yeah. a yeah. deep. I'll try work, to do it real quick. Even yeah. to start the conversation, and ladies, we do have a gift for you today, which we will go into next because I'm sure you're saying, I want to continue this journey with, uh, with Nicole and I want to find out more and I pick her brain apart. I can imagine all the coaches and the trainers are like going like, <laughs> I want more, I want more. Um, but let's go into that first. I just want to really finish with that final question um, about the brain. Yeah, so I I love um, to think about the brain. And I just want to say one more time, when I say vibrant or shining or lit, it's about getting your brain working. It's not on autopilot. You're plugged in and you're using your brain. So your brain has three parts. So the first part of your brain is moving through life and it goes, there's an idea. There's an opportunity. You know what we could do? You know, it's possible. I mean, you know, we are essentially creatures that look for, you know, what is good. We're seeking what is good. What is the next right thing? Okay. So let's say you decide I'm going to start a business. Okay. So that's a great idea. Let's do it. Let's be entrepreneurial. Well, here's the second thing that happens. You have all of this humanity's history in your brain and in your body that's called evolution. Okay. And so you are the product of all these people before you. And the deal is, is that we still have this part of our brain that says, be careful. This could be dangerous. You must survive. Now, Mm -hmm. here's the good news. Most of us live, if you take a look at Annette's digs over here, if you see my cute office, um, we're, we're blessed. We're lucky. We're going to eat today. We've got a roof. We're get, we've got clean underwear in a drawer. We're good to go. Okay. However, this natural part of you, this primitive part of you to says, conserve your energy. You want to survive. Mm-hmm. But we're, we don't need to survive, ladies. We need to thrive. Mm-hmm. Okay. So your survival mode kicks in and it says, be careful, be careful, be careful. And it throws up obstacles. Mm-hmm. Up come the obstacles left and right. Okay. So now we have all these obstacles and we step back and we go, well, I thought that was a good idea, but look at all this stuff in my way. This could happen. This is a problem. I don't have any money, whatever, all the stuff. Well, good news. Obstacles are your brain's way of telling you, get a plan to overcome these obstacles. The, mm-hmm. Okay, don't miss this. Everybody got a pen? Pen's ready. Obstacles are the raw material for the plan. Mm-hmm. So Mm -hmm. most people jump right into the plan, but here's what you want to do. You want to say, what is everything that's going to get in my way? And you're relentless and ruthless to come up with all the problems and bad things that could happen. Normally we're like, I think it's going to be great. And you try to protect yourself from these bad thoughts. (laughs) Oh, Mm -hmm. I just bring them on, bring on the bad thoughts. Mm -hmm. And then you write each one down and you say, okay. If it's time, like, so let's say you're listening to this because you want to be an entrepreneur, but you have a J-O-B and you are sick and tired of your J-O-B and you think I should do something. Well, you think I should start a business. Well, then you're like, well, how am I going to make money? How am I going to transition? What will my husband say? A hundred other things. Just write them all down and begin mm-hmm. to plan the strategy to get those suckers out of the way. And that's the third part of the brain, the overcoming problem-solving brain. So idea brain, obstacle brain, problem-solving brain. You got to use all three. But a lot of people quit, Annette, with the obstacle brain. It's too much. I give up. Instead of just diving into it saying, hey, this is the obstacles 
the raw materials to build the plan. I love that. Yeah. Because when yeah. you look at it like so, that, you go, wow, okay, so this is just actually going to help me build the plan so I can move it into fruition and be as safe as I can. But if anything comes up, because, hey, let's just say things do come up as soon as we start moving forward with anything, we at least have right. some of that preparation there. Yeah. Instead of saying, oh, it looks too hard and they shy away from it as soon as you start to see some obstacles because that, I call it the doubt or the doubt kicks in or what about this, what about that, mm-hmm. whatever that. But you're saying work through that. What about that? What if it did happen? What could you do? And then that just makes us put that idea or opportunity into fruition instead of just being scared and just go, ah, oh, which we've all done right. it before. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And, and when you did used to work in corporate Australia, uh, you know, you'd always have one guy on the team, you'd come up with the idea and he'd be like, oh, that won't work because of whatever, you know, you know there's always that one guy on the team that's, you know, poops on all everything, you know, and so, you know, you know, we get irritated with him, but he lives in your brain too. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. you, you, you have to ask him, well, why won't it work? Like mm. go ahead and just keep asking questions until yeah. you mm. come up with something to yeah. overcome what he's saying. Yes. Right? Because how he's can in your we, brain. if it does happen, how can we make it work? Now I'm sure these ladies are like, okay, how do we find out more? You've got to gift them today. Can you explain what that is? And I'll go into my final wrap-up question. Yeah. So I'm a big advocate of taking a look at emotional intelligence. And I have a little um, uh, emotional intelligence assessment. If you're interested in getting a copy of that, it's a little paper copy. You could do it with your team. Uh, You could email me at Nicole at vibrantcoaching.com. And I'd be glad to send that to you. And then I'd love to get to know you. Perfect. Well, I'll be grabbing that too. So ladies, um, if you are driving along or if you're running somewhere or you're walking with the podcast in your ears we will have the link there and all the show notes from today so um you can click that link and that will take you through to all the details from today i do want to just add um nicole mentioned about part of the shine process or the methodology about habits and there's an incredible book called atomic habits so if you're wanting to oh my gosh create habits or break habits that is such an incredible book have you have you heard that book or read the book before yes it's wonderful you have to get it absolutely yeah yeah, absolutely life-changing so last two questions nicole piece of advice for the woman in the startup and the woman in the growth phase uh based on just your own journey as you know an entrepreneur as a coach creating a consulting business going to corporates or, you know, helping grow teams, what would be a piece of advice that you feel, hey, this is something that they would really need to hear in the startup phase. And this is something that a woman really need to hear while she's growing a business and taking it to the next level. Yeah. So in the startup phase, I I would say, well, several things, but consistency, (laughs) you have to get up and get out of bed and work eight hours today. Like you have a J-O-B. Okay. So people think entrepreneurs like have time for coffee. That's not true. (laughs) It'll be, you know, 15 years down the road, you'll have time for coffee. But in the beginning, if you want to start something, you have to pretend like you've got an eight hour job working for, for somebody with your name. So you you've got to show up, you've got to go to work every day for eight hours. Now, what do I do in those eight hours? You have to be very clear on your products. You have to be very clear on the value that they bring. So you can say, I do coaching. Well, that's great. Or you can say, I help people build a vibrant culture. Well, Mm. how do you do that? Through training, coaching, speaking, and consulting. 
So those are my four products, but what do I do? I help people build, a, well, what's a vibrant culture? It is full of leaders who are lit, right? Leaving mm -hmm. with clarity, full of integrity and transcending the ordinary. How do we do that? We coach people with the Shine Coaching Methodology. We have a catalog of training programs and we do consulting. We come in and we do appreciative inquiry. Like I'm very clear on what I do and I can mm -hmm. talk to anybody anywhere at the drop of a hat about what mm -hmm. I do and what makes it. And that blows people's hair back. They're like, whoa, yeah, that's amazing. And I'm like, I know you should talk to me more, you know, let's <laughs> figure out how I can get in there and help you. And, and that confidence to know what all those things are. So mm -hmm. figuring that out and knowing the value. And then th those of you who are scaling, um, I think I would just harken back to the conversation we had about yeah. making 100% sure you have the right people around you. Um, you know, you mentioned a book, Atomic Habits. I'll throw another one in there. Uh, and so let's just say this, Annette, you need to have a library full of books you've actually read. Yes. Okay. Like yeah. you need to read yeah. these things or listen and to them or whatever. Mm -hmm. But there's a book called Traction. I don't know if y'all are familiar mm -hmm. with that, but there's a book no, called I Traction. That. Okay. So this book, when you read it, you'll be like, duh, of course, all these things make perfect sense. And here's the thing. Sometimes these books, the, like kind of the simpler they are, the more user manual like they are like, do this, then do this, then do this. That book traction will take you right through how to run your company. Mm. I mean, it's it's very, very useful, very easy to read by a gentleman named Gino Wickman. Um, and it's called Traction. Just read chapter one, then do chapter one. Read chapter two, then do chapter two. Okay. And then rinse and repeat and go again. So, um, so traction is what I would do if you're scaling. Just begin. Mm. And and overall. Overall, I'll just say it again. It's about consistency in the beginning, just showing up, doing the work, figuring it out, putting your head, to, head, you know, head in there, fingers on the keyboard, get stuff done, mm. build your network. And then um, the scaling part is about discipline uh, and, and you being consistent. You know, yeah. you, you, you got to show up every day and be that leader that people want to follow. Mm. I do want to break down that such great pieces of advice and I'll check out that book as well. The startup, just so you understand, we're talking about the outcome first or the result, the effect. So when Nicole was saying, like, really work out what it is you do, most people make the mistake of saying what it is that they do, as in I'm a coach, I'm a secretary, I'm a business owner, where what, what Nicole was saying was go for the outcome, the effect. We build incredible teams. Yeah, we yeah, help yeah. business owners make money or whatever it is. It's the it's the outcome. So when you're breaking down, because how many times do you get asked, what do you do? And you you cringe when you think about, I don't have my five-minute elevator pitch or five-minute, five-second elevator pitch. And when Nicole was showing you, the the outcome it then enhances somebody to ask that question back they then say oh how do you do that or oh, tell me more about that so um i really love that great piece of advice because that is absolutely sound when you're first getting out of the gates to remind yourself of what it is that you do because it's going to be hard days and you need to remind yourself sometimes um, but I'll have the links there for atomic habits for traction um nicole final question for the day what is the one thing that you love to do in outside of your work, but it's something that you do that when you do it, it makes you the best version of yourself. It makes you the happiest, most vibrant version of you. 
and it's not to do with your work, what would it be? I love to feed people. So if you come to Concord, North Carolina, I have I have I have a wonderful kitchen that has this bar around it and you could sit there and I could pour you a glass of wine from the Biltmore House in uh, Asheville, North Carolina and then I would cook you something absolutely delicious to eat and we would uh, literally break bread and then we would chat it up and we'd become friends. So I I think entertaining it's probably what I would love to do the most. So I'm not, I'm not even kidding. We're empty nesters. So the children, I've all moved out. I have guest rooms. Come stay for free in Concord, North Carolina. Oh, I love that. I do just want to say thank you so much. It, it's late there now. Thank you for sharing your genius zone. I can imagine you can just talk for hours and hours and hours. I know that there's so much content here. Women's heads are exploding and probably needing to go and sit down and write some stuff down now. <laughs> Okay, very good. Well, if I can share more, I'd love to visit with you again in the future. Keep changing lives. Thank you so much for having me on the show. You're listening to The Herpreneur Show. I hope you received the inspirational idea, thought, or message that you're meant to hear today. If you love the show, it means a bunch to me sending me a message on Facebook or on iTunes to rate and review the show and subscribe so you're the first to know when the next show's released. Until then, make sure you do something that fills up your level of happiness, something that lifts your vibration so high that you're the happiest person that you know. I'm out.